Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, I'm going to be talking about Season 3, Episode 5 of Jessica Jones, a.k.a. I Wish. All that right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll, and I'm alone today. Uh, this is going to be weird. This is going to be just real weird for me, particularly. I've never done a solo cast, so I'm going to give it a shot because uh, between me and Jeff's schedules, we honestly just could not get together on these Jessica Jones as much as quickly as we wanted to. And we had people writing us like, where are these Jessica Jones? Get them out, get them out, um, especially our patrons. And so I really didn't want to have to wait. And if nothing else, I wanted to drop a short solo episode to get through a few of these episodes solo so that when we come back, we'll be further along in the series. Um, we sh- Jeff should be able to be back with me in just a couple of episodes. But I'm here talking to you solo, just me and you, just us, uh, just me and your ears. <laughs> okay, I feel like I got weird. Okay, let's talk about this episode. Um, this episode was really cool. It's kind of what I've been hoping for up till now uh, in that uh, we finally got our three main characters that me and Jeff have been like bouncing around saying they're kind of three aspects of a hero, <laughs> self-care, sort of cynicism and practicality uh, and optimism and uh, altruism in Trish. So these three characters, they finally come together. We finally see them. Actually, I don't even think we see all three of them on the same screen at the same time, but we see them all uh, working on the same case for the first time. Uh, and it was really great to see these characters all show up for Jessica um, or for this case, they all, they all come together and it just even says to Malcolm, which I was surprised by her, um, plea to him. She says, I got a case. It's, it's an important one. And she says it may even be a heroic one. And it, she, it's, it's interesting to me that she appeals to Malcolm's heroism, uh, kind of knowing where he is right now. He's been very mercenary in all his decisions he has uh, been presenting the case for, um, you know, what he's doing and, and just saying, like, yeah, it's what I have to do right now, and I'm not going to help you unless I get paid. And even in this case, she gives him a bag of money, blood-covered money, so that's a whole different issue. I, I don't know how you spend blood-covered money. If anybody has any tips for me, I have a couple of bags that I'm trying to get rid of. Um, all right. I feel like I got weird again. It's weird to make jokes when no one's here to laugh. You know what I mean? It's strange. Uh, it kind of changes the tenor of the conversation because I feel like I make a joke and there's no Jeff or Dave or Matthew West Fox to, uh, to, to laugh with me. Um, can laughing at my own jokes isn't funny. It's weird. Okay. Uh, back to Jessica Jones. So let's go through some of the stuff that happened this episode. Uh, like I said, that we start the episode with Trish and Jessica finally coming together, coming together on a case, but obviously not respecting each other. Um, well, Trish not respecting Jess's choices, Jess not respecting uh, Trish's abilities. And um, I, I really loved what Jess said. Um, Trish says something to the effect of, uh, you can't stand the thought that I know what I'm doing. And uh, Jess's response is, because you're never wrong, are you? Um, and I loved that because someone who knows what they're doing, someone who... Um, what's that? What's that? There's a classic phrase that says the more, you know, the more you know, you don't know that I'm probably bastardizing that, but it's basically 
the more you know. The, the, the smarter people are, the more they know uh, that they don't know everything. And I thought that was incredibly insightful things. Like Jess knows that Trish is always right and, and Jess never, never thinks she's right. And that, that sort of cynicism, as we've said, keeps her kind of on the straight and narrow. Whereas, uh, Trish is kind of going in guns a blazing and causing all kinds of chaos. Uh, and she does a few things this episode, um, by going in, uh, you know, against Jess's orders. It doesn't really end up causing anything bad, but it also doesn't, uh, she finds the pictures, but the pictures are inadmissible. So what's the point? Up until the very end of this episode, I was still really torn as to whether Eric uh, was going to be in league with, um, oh gosh, Salinger is his name. Uh, even that scene, they, they did a really weird uh, aesthetic choice when they do the flashback of Eric meeting Salinger on the street, and they showed that Salinger was there threatening Eric, and I was like, wait. Is he? Is that what's going on? Because they, they shot it in a way, they, they kind of blurred the edges as if it was a, a memory of Eric or maybe a way Eric was describing the memory. And that made me think, wait, is this from Eric's perspective? Are we seeing an what actually happened or are we seeing what he's telling Jessica? And even in the last moments when Salinger, spoiler alert, when Salinger takes Eric down at the end of the episode, uh, he still checks his pulse, taps his heart, and the way he does it, it, it felt very familiar. Um, I think it's just him taking pride in his work and him making sure he's not killing him because he has more plans for Eric. But I still, there's this little creeping thought in the back of my mind that maybe Eric and Salinger are working together. I was, I've been mistrustful of Eric from the very first episode. And so when, when it looked for a second, like he was working with Salinger, I was like, of course he is this asshole. Um, <laughs> I, 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 but I, I like Eric and, and I think partially what makes me mistrust him even more is how well he's clicking with Jessica. Um, they're, they're, they, they find, they have sex in this episode and their, their little post sex conversation is so, um, what's the words? Uh, it's, it's so nice. Their post sex banner is really, really nice. I know I acted like I had a better word and then I just said nice, but it is, it's really nice. It's funny. He's funny. He makes Jessica smile. Um, I loved his line about when I, uh, make a woman, uh, happy, it, it's kind of the opposite of a headache for me. Um, I don't know if that's true. That's actually part of his power or that's just a line, but I liked it regardless. Uh, it's a good line. If it was a line, uh, Hogarth is walking a line of being, um, just, just, just awful. Uh, I don't know. Hogarth is still trying the beginning of this episode. She seemed to be showing genuine regret. Like they're still giving Carrie Ann Moss is giving, the character such humanity for how awful she is. I don't know if a, a lesser actor could have given uh, the performance a better um, spin because you still feel like she has humanity, even though uh, it's clear that this is all her fault. And what I think crosses a line is when she, even though you see that at the beginning of the episode that she like seems to have some real regret and she seems to really hate that she's causing Kiff all this pain, she is still, uh, willing to completely fake herself, uh, when she calls Kiff later in the episode. That is not Jerry. There's nothing Jerry in all those statements. She's like, I just heard. She turns into, she starts acting, uh, and all Kiff responds is stay away from me. And I think it's because Kiff sees through, um, 
she knows that's not Jerry. She knows that's not the character, the person she knows. And the tape of her husband committing suicide was very upsetting and it was insane. And I, I mean, I, it's really uncomfortable even now thinking about it. I really, really disliked, um, that scene. It's Jerry's fault. This is the second time Jerry has convinced other characters to commit suicide. Last season, she convinced that woman to commit murder suicide with her husband. And then this season, she's convinced, uh, Kiff's husband to commit suicide because of what he did. And uh, is it just not, there's no moral gray area anymore. It's not like, I, even though I understand Jerry, I still lo- care about her humanity because she's being played to perfection. She is a villain. And I don't know where they're going with that. I don't know how that storyline will tie into the Jessica storyline because there's a point where you can put up with someone in a more, who's morally gray or even morally just selfish. But Jerry has crossed a line where she is actively killing others uh, who really, he had his secrets and, and, and in Jerry and in Jessica's uh, moral like universe, they believe everyone has their secrets. Everyone has things that they've done wrong and they all have things that if they dig deep enough, they're going to uncover. Um, so that's not a shocker in this show uh, that he had something he had done wrong, but it's, he, he wasn't actively harming. Definitely. He wasn't actively harming Jerry. And it was kind of like she had no right to, to cross this line to go after him. It was purely for something she wanted. She is, the offending party here. Um, I really liked, uh, this is a silly thing to like so much, but I really liked Jessica throwing the sister on the bed over and over. Uh, it just, it was so cartoonish, uh, using her superpowers to throw a human being across the room onto a mattress. Uh, just really good. It's really, really good. Um, let's see. I we we talked about it last episode, me and Jeff, but we talked about I'd love to see what uh what Eric has to say about Malcolm. And Eric says he gives him a three of ten headache. So Malcolm is on the scale. Um and I'm still really wanting to know what Hogarth what kind of headache he'll get with Hogarth. I almost feel like that will be oftentimes these Netflix seasons are divided into two separate uh, sort of sections. And we've talked about how Jerry could be the villain of the series. Like she could be the, the final villain for this season and, and, and therefore the series, since it looks like it's been canceled for good, possibly. Um, and if that's the case, I could absolutely see a, a world where they deal with, um, Salinger. Eric is kind of involved with the whole thing. One of the last interactions we see with he- Eric is him meeting Hogarth for the first time and like his brain exploding. Um, <laughs> no, nah, that's, that's, that's over. That's overkill. I'm sure his brain won't explode, but I think whenever he meets Hogarth, we're going to get a big headache. Um, now Hogarth is probably not as evil as Salinger. So I'm assuming he won't have said explode. That was just more a joke than anything. Um, I really liked that, uh, the, um, secretary, I don't know her name yet, I loved that her and Trish got along so well. And Jessica's line of, great, you guys are a team. Great. That was a lot of fun. Um, just a, a lot of really fun stuff. Um, and then there's really just the heart of this episode, which I guess I kind of saved to the end here. Um, the heart of the episode is 
the relationship between Jess and Trish. Uh, the episode is called AKA I wish. Um, and it's, it's about her wishing she hadn't uh, killed her mother. Um, finally, so, so many times we have relationships that are being pushed away by, by an event or by a, a difference of opinion. Sometimes you just come to those places where you have a serious difference of opinion with someone and you can't resolve it. And sometimes you just have to take baby steps towards each other. And in this case, it was Trish saving Jessica's life, choosing to save Jessica's life. And Jessica says, um, she says he got away. Trish says he got away. And Jessica says, yeah, but I get to keep on breathing. And she just turns to her and says, thanks. And that thanks means everything to Trish because Trish, all she wanted was a little bit of acknowledgement from Jess. And then Trish breaks down because she, they both had their walls up because they were getting nothing back from the other person. And then Trish breaks down and says, I wish I hadn't killed your mother. And that, and that allows them to finally uh, kind of come to terms with the issue that they've had with each other this whole season. And I'm, I'm glad to see, I'm glad to see sort of a realistic representation of that kind of uh, pain and loss and a difference of opinion and people being prideful. I really enjoyed that portrayal. Um, and, and I don't think it's over. Uh, I hope it's not over. If it's just over, they never mention it again. It will be, uh, Disappointing. I think it's now going to be a part of their relationship going forward. Uh, but yeah, really, really um, moving, honestly. Uh, them finally coming to terms with the problems that they've had and the um, difficulties coming together. Uh, but they're, they're doing it. It looks like they're doing it. They're going to come together. They're going to uh, work together and work this new case together and everything. So... Uh, and, and, and not just the case, but actually possibly be family again, um, which uh, the secretary for the first time really getting involved in Jessica's life says, I'm tired of seeing people lose family, work it out. And they did. They did. Well, this has been an interesting experiment. Uh, let me know what you thought of this because honestly, that was the most nervous I've ever been doing a podcast. I've gotten pretty comfortable chatting with a friend on pretty much all of my podcasts. Uh, but doing a solo one has, I've just never done it before. And it was, I, I'm sitting here like kind of hard beating fast, kind of nervous. This was fun, but kind of, uh, intense for me. So if you liked this, if this is something, uh, that you're okay with happening every once in a while uh, when we just can't get together, let us know. Let us know what you thought. Um, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. I guess today I, I am the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Uh, we're at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast all over the interwebs. Uh, and if you want to reach out to us there, please do. Uh, we'll probably do a Jessica Jones feedbacky type cast real soon. Um, if you want to hear anything else from me, uh, I have the Star Trek Universe podcast. We just dropped in a new episode last night. And uh, the Orville Universe podcast will be launching this week. So I know I've been mentioning it, but it's actually going to be on the internet within the next couple days. Um, so... Uh, I've checked those out, and if you want to hear uh, where my real passion lies, my my heart, check out my music. Uh, search for Matthew Carroll on whatever uh, whatever music service you use: Spotify, Apple, Google, all those places. Um, yeah. So peace. Until next time, true believers. Mm-hmm.